what a better day to celebrate a beautiful Friday afternoon than uh, not having the two idiots here. So instead, I uh, decided I go a little different route on this. Actually, go figure. It's what are we seven episodes in, and I, we already have a special guest. It's about but, time. But, uh, yeah, in a couple weeks, I mentioned in last week's po- podcast that um, I'm going to be going to a bodybuilding event. Last year, I went to something called the Jay Cutler Classic, which is a, it's physique, figure, bikini, bodybuilding, and it's got, it, I'll, I have somebody obviously much more educated and smarter to break it down for you, but basically it is, it is quite the scene. But here I have blue bikini, uh, last year's finalist in the overall competition for bikini got a few questions for it because number one when it comes to working out i'm an amateur uh first of all who the hell is jay cutler jay cutler is a four-time mr olympia one of the most well-known bodybuilders of the last 20 years or so he's had a very long prestigious career slow down wait what is mr olympia Mr. Olympia is like the creme de la creme of bodybuilding shows. Okay. Yeah, it's um in Vegas every year in the Vegas. fall. Vegas. Yeah. All right. Mr. It's like pretty much the biggest title any bodybuilder, male or female, can hope to achieve is you know the title of one of the Olympia classes. So uh, he was Mr. Olympia four times over, which is a feat that not very many have achieved. And he's a local boy too. He uh, was born and raised in. The Massachusetts area and continues to be present there in the bodybuilding community and will sponsor lots of bodybuilding events um, such as the Jay Cutler Classic every year in the spring and he's also a presence at the NBC New England Championships in the fall. So I'll be attending that. That's May twenty. That's May twenty fourth this year. It's going to be at the. It's going to be at that John Hancock Theater again, which is actually a nice theater. That is a really nice theater. That is right in downtown Boston. So there's a lot, a lot of stuff. That, actually, last year I was there. It was October, and it was a funny contrast because at the front gate, when we were first walking up to the theater, there was Red Sox fans, drunk Red Sox fans everywhere. So it was the day of the parade. It was the day of the parade. There was pale ass uh, beer bellies, and then as soon, the closer you get to the theater. There was literally like tanning, like bronzer, like everywhere. I think you could smell it. <laughs> it was I, 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 I smelled like Budweiser and bronzer, literally within the same vicinity. But uh, it was pretty cool because I'm the I'm the one person who showed up wearing like a dress shirt, and everybody else rolls up wearing Affliction t-shirts. But uh, it was a great time. It was a lot if, of fun. If they were wearing t-shirts at all, not just a stringer, you know. And surprisingly, one of the more well-behaved crowds. Rather well behaved. I mean, well, a lot, a lot more well, be a lot surprised. more well behaved than the Charlie Sheen concert I went to. Oh, where the absolutely. Asso- but um, well, that's because they're all dieting and whatnot. So you got a big group of bodybuilders. What? They're not all like drunk or something. You Charlie know? Sheen uh, fans aren't dieting either. I mean, crack well, is a gra- crack is a great fiber diet. Well, I guess you have to define diet. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we talked about the event. Once again, it's May 24th in Boston. You can get your tickets. You can go to, uh, what do they, why don't you get on the website? It's bevfrancis.com slash northeast. That's Bev, B-E-V, Francis, all one word, bevfrancis.com slash northeast. Or you can Google Jay Cutler Classic, and that should lead you in the right location. Make sure you type in Boston, because Jay Cutler Classics exist all over the uh, United States. So this one, Boston. All right, now, Broads, listen up. This is important. 
there's no more excuses when it comes to working out. There's a diet behind it, there's training behind it, and there's results behind all of it. Now, the training. The original myth was cardio, cardio, cardio. How many fat chicks do you see on a daily basis running their asses off on the treadmill and they're getting no results for it? Number one, they don't have the right information. Two, they're eating way too many carbohydrates. Newsflash, pancakes aren't the most healthiest thing for you. Now, let's break it down as far as the training. Because from what I understand, most most of it, 50% of it starts in the kitchen. Then the other 30% is weight training. Most women are afraid of weight training. Where the other 20 go? Well, that actually goes into cardio. <laughs> okay. There, uh, you <laughs> do, that's how you want to say it. Newsflash, there, does have, there is a little running involved. But yeah, cardio, it, cardio is part of it, but it's a, sm- a much smaller part than most people would think. Explain your training just in general as far as uh, just start with the training not the diet we'll get to that in a minute but start with the training of what you do on a daily basis okay well one thing I will say before I even start talking about health and fitness is that you cannot out exercise a bad diet that being said uh, you also don't have to spend three hours in the gym (laughs) every day either All right. well okay all right, so this is what my routine down, looks like. This is what he's trying to get at here. So I'll do some fasted cardio in the morning, you know, 20, 30 minutes. I'll do something like go jog outside, um, do calisthenics in the house, or even just jump rope. But Try if, to keep the words, like, under three syllables. I don't know how intelligent our audience is. I think most people know what calisthenics are. Sure. Is that, like, a cereal? I'm just gonna keep moving. <laughs> you don't do you don't do cereal for morning fasted cardio. So on an empty stomach, you just want to do something to get your blood moving and you know start the fat burning process. And it doesn't have to be terrible. You can just you know go walk around outside in your yard at a fast pace. You know power walk, then jog every now and again. Um, you know do some sit ups, crunches, push ups, something like that. Just something to start the process. And then. So at least 10 minutes worth of some solid or at least like a half a mile of walking or a good 10 minutes of of like doing like uh, jumping rope, something like that. Well, 10 minutes of high speed jump rope is about the same as doing, you know, 25 minutes walking. So now, so you want, you want to, you can pick what you like and chasing kids doesn't count. Chasing kids can count if you chase them fast enough for sure. Okay. Yeah. If just, you're actually chasing them, then right. sure, that's that's a great way for... Um, if you're a female, you can chase kids. If you're a male, you, <laughs> you, you, you might, might be put on that. a list. <laughs> All right, so continue with the training. All right, so women, don't be afraid of lifting weights. It doesn't make you bulky. That's myth number one. Um, we'll get to that. Um, so, we'll get to that. I have a question for that later, but stick with the, yeah, the, sure. your, actual, your actual training regimen to help you yeah. get prepared for this event. So I lift weights uh, five, six days a week. I have different regimens for, you know, legs and back and thighs, shoulders, um, and I throw some abs in there as well. Yoga, too, is great. You don't, I mean, I spend about an hour to two hours in the gym five days a week, and then I have active rest, which is like a lot of cardio and stretching one day. Then I have an actual rest day where I do nothing one day a week. Um, so you, you don't have to spend forever in the gym to get results, but you should try to spend about an hour or so with the weights and, you know, you can look up a trainer, have somebody make a plan for you. Um, <clears throat> but consistency is key, you know, hit the weights, hit them hard, keep at it. So literally if you're at the gym 
to because so many people make excuses about working out in general or getting in shape or they usually fizzle out within two weeks of just that the the training and the diet so could you realistically get in great shape or very good shape if you spend at least 15 minutes literally one five in the morning doing what you say and then at least 45 minutes to an hour at possibly right after work or after you pick up the kids doing weight training would that work yes Okay. That's not that might not get you first place in a bodybuilding competition, but yeah, that will absolutely get you results. Okay. I mean, to start seeing results, you don't have to spend hour upon hour in the gym every single day. Like that's not realistic. And for the average person just trying to get in shape, uh, tone up their body, build some muscle, um, then absolutely, there. You know, it really comes down to the question of whether or not it's a priority for you. Is your health a priority? Is your well-being a priority? If it's really important to you, you're going to find a way to make it work. And, you know, if that means 15, 20 minutes in the morning and then, you know, 45 minutes to an hour later, then sure. You could break it up throughout the day, too. Um, You know, find ways to fit it in at night or in the weekends or before work. But it's definitely doable. Okay. So at least four to five days a week. as Or, okay, I'm going to try to make it a little easier. Anywhere from three to five days a week of this can show you results. Three is a bit of a stretch as far as... The bare minimum. I'd recommend. I recommend four to five days a week, because I know people have busy schedules and try to make excuses. But four to five days a week will show results in general. Now, as far as you're getting ready for something much more difficult. Right. What I do is not something that the average person needs to do. Okay. So we, as far as your training, you talked about the weight training. You've talked about your cardio. What do you recommend as far as just like another minute of detail as far as what you're lifting? Because you you see chicks, they go in there, forget about what the guys do. All the guys have to do is eat easy macaroni and cheese and just power lift and they're (laughs) going to get bigger. Granted, their bellies might extend out, but it's one route to go before you start to trim down. Mostly for for the ladies, what are you lifting? What are you going in there that doesn't strain out so you don't strain yourself out? What are you doing? What are you lifting? What machines are you touching? And how are you doing it correctly? So when you don't walk into the gym, you, the first thing you doesn't you do the first thing you do is not get intimidated. All right. Well, to not get intimidated, get a hat, pull it low, just rock a hoodie, cut off the peripheral vision. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, honestly, people get this stereotype of you know the gym clientele as being like big, burly, obnoxious, in your face all the time, like that's really just a small percentage of what you see there. What you actually see in the gym is people of all different shapes and sizes and fitness levels, ages, um, just trying to better themselves. So don't be intimidated. Um, Always make sure you warm up so you don't hurt yourself. Start with a lightweight, work your way up. Ladies, make sure you're doing the squats. You know, you got to make that booty perky because the older you get, the farther it sags, and nobody likes that. So make sure you're doing squats. Uh, Deadlifts are great. Stairmaster is also incredible. Don't be afraid of it. I know it sucks, but you know what? It's one of those sacrifices you need to make. And these are all easy exercises that you can look up online. You just Google, you could just Google deadlift and it will tell you exactly how to do it and what angle and degree you should be at. Well. Unless it's on Wikipedia, then there's no guarantees. Yeah, I'd say go to YouTube, look up Girl on Fire Fitness. That's a great one to uh, go and check out 
videos and stuff and get advice on proper form, diet and nutrition, Girl on Fire Fitness on YouTube. Excellent resource. Hold on, we'll get your plugs in later. I got a spot hey, for hey, that. Hey, but I'm just telling you, you said go online and look it up. I'm telling them where to go online and well, look it up. Maybe you should, yeah, go to YouTube and hit Girl on Fire Fitness. If you Google Girl on Fire, you might get a chick with herpes. So what's, all right. So let's talk about the diet. What's there? There is a specific diet. The there's a certain way to cheat as far as your diet goes, and there and then there's just plain not following the process. Explain, explain a good diet, and then explain a competition diet. All right, what I do for a competition diet is a little bit different than you know what I would do in the off season. You know when I'm not trying to cut down for a show because keep in mind when you're on stage you have to be as lean as possible, and it for most people isn't healthy to stay under you know 15% body fat year round. So what I do when I'm prepping basically is if it didn't come out of the ground or have a face, then you shouldn't eat it. So that means vegetables and meat. And I guess protein powder, but... Goldfish have faces. Well, if you really want to eat a goldfish, I'm sure you can. (laughs) You might want to cover it in hot sauce, because I can't imagine it tasting very good. Pizza flavored. Pizza, oh, that's different. Okay. Um, All right, so, but for the average person just looking to stay healthy, lose weight, um, I would say, again, the same thing. Stick to good whole foods. Um, If you're eating breads and grains, eat something along the lines of an Ezekiel bread, you know, all natural, super healthy, minimally processed. Uh, You can have, you know, two cheat meals a week where you just eat whatever you want. It's good for your brain and for your body. Just kind of get some crap food in there so you don't feel like you're deprived all the time, gives a little extra energy. If you're eating healthy and clean 90% of the time, the other 10% literally is not going to make a difference. So go ahead, indulge, reward yourself responsibly. <laughs> now, the, I, from what I understand, cheese and breads are... the Because when, if you have processed cheese, anything that's processed is literally murder as far as trying to maintain a really great diet and a great body. Uh, as far as breads, from what I've read lately... The way they're processing gluten, and you've heard about the gluten-free diet, there are people that just prefer not to eat it, and then there are people that actually just get sick from eating it. And gluten is the wheat product that is in the bread. Lately, from what I've been reading, they've been processing so much, they've been putting so much gluten into these breads, it's literally to the point of being toxic. And since your body can only process so much, and the rest of it, it just sticks in your fat cells, that's probably why you're seeing the obesity rate go up so, so high. Now, would you recommend... Now, how would you recommend eating breads? What type of breads, if any at all? Breads, pastas, and cheese. What are your recommendations for eating right and then staying within a budget? Because obviously, if you're eating right, that can cost a lot. But then again, so can diabetes. (laughs) Right, absolutely. Um, This is what it came down to for me. Um, Even long before I started competing and living that kind of a lifestyle, you know, investing... In healthy food sources is really investing in your Wait. health. But that doesn't mean it has to break the bank. Talk about how you used to eat and not talk about now what you talk about what you eat now. Don't deny <laughs> the junior bacons. You yeah, admit once it. upon a time. Oh no, and I readily admit this when people ask or even when they don't ask and I just feel like oversharing. Um, I love fast food. 
I absolutely love a burger covered in bacon and cheese. It's pretty much the most delicious thing ever, and I don't think anyone can convince me otherwise. So, yeah, I used to be skinny fat for a really long time, and sure, I would eat a junior bacon cheeseburger or two or three and a Diet Coke, and that was lunch. So, Any other extracurricular habits? I used to drink. Okay. I'm also a bartender, so it kind of comes with the territory, but um, I don't do that really anymore. I mean, even when I'm not prepping, I don't drink that much because it's not, it's really not great for your body. A couple glasses of wine here and there are fine. Um, even, you know, a few drinks over the course of the weekend, not a big deal. But if you're drinking more than, like, on average, a drink a day, it's not very good for you. It's eventually going to catch up. Now, you were talking about what you were eating before. Talk about how you're eating now, just in general. Like, if you were to lay out a diet for the normal person, as far as how to prep that food, and how much, when should you prep it, like on a Sunday maybe, or something like that when you have time so you can have something throughout the week, and then give us an idea of your competition food, and then we'll talk about the what how you how you cope with that the first two weeks and how it comes down to all the, the last two weeks so explain the uh the proper food <coughs> prepping process and i don't have a cough button so you're on your own with that one sorry but explain your your diet now as far as what you're eating from today up until the event okay whether or not you're competing, food prep is really important, or at least just planning ahead to make sure that you stay on track with your fitness goals, because all too often people don't plan ahead, and that's when they wind up, you know, going to Subway or going to Wendy's or just eating some random crap they found in the office, and that doesn't really serve anybody. So, oh, Jared. yeah, set, set aside some time, plan out your shopping list, so make sure that you have foods for complete meals and um, things like that so you're dino not, you're nuggets and ranch out. dressing i'm on it <laughs> come on you're not seven um but yeah make sure that you get a lot of lean protein sources red meat's fine a few times a week actually it's great um has a lot of anabolic properties to help you build muscle so yeah, you're going to want to make sure that you have protein sources prepped. Uh, cook up some healthy carbs like sweet potatoes or rice. Uh, quinoa is also really great. It's uh, spelled Q-U-I-N-O-A. So it's yep. pronounced quinoa. So basically what she's saying is just go get some white rice. It's like, no, <laughs> Just no. get some white it's rice. It's like that commercial where the guy's like, it's a quino. Like it's, it's not quino. It's called quinoa. All right. Um, what about things like... Uh, I don't like kale oh. and spinach. Yeah, kale and spinach are great. Uh, leafy greens, um, the darker the better. So kale is full of nutrients and spinach too. Iceberg lettuce and romaine really don't have any nutritional value. So they're fine as filler, but that's about it. So have a lot of fruits and veggies on hand. Um, don't overdo it on the fruits because it's good sugar, but it's still sugar. But yeah, find some veggies you like. Um, pick up some seasonings, low in sodium. Um, make it flavorful. Don't get bored. Switch yeah. up your veggies. You know, peppers and onions are great. Garlic, too. So there's no reason to cook boring food just because you're trying to stay healthy. Yeah, as far as, like, the sauce is concerned, how would you avoid? Because, obviously, there's you can always reach for the barbecue sauce oh, or the mayonnaise. amazing. So how do you avoid that or how do you incorporate that? Do you use, a, uh, like, I don't know, a shit ton of oregano or curry or garlic powder or... 
how do you put the how do you add those products to make your food actually taste like something other than bark? <laughs> um, experiment with herbs and spices that you like. Find what you like, and if there's um, a certain kind of condiment that has flavor elements that you enjoy, then try and get some of those elements and put it into your food um, without using the actual condiment, and that can help you. Like if you really like barbecue sauce, and you know, get some savory spices and. Um, I just drew a blank. Oh, and some liquid smoke or something to kind of give it that, your food, that smoky, outdoor cooked flavor. Um, I like the Mrs. Dash seasonings, and McCormick has a bunch of salt-free, too, because they've got a bunch of different flavor profiles. So, like, I really like Mexican food, but I can prepare things like beans and rice. Do you like Mexican men? I'm just kidding. All right. So... Um, I have friends that are Mexican. Hey, I'm not corporate. I don't need to apologize for nothing. The so, as far as incorporating those foods, you just have to avoid. What do you? What would you avoid? Okay, if you wouldn't. Shit, how do I word it? (laughs) Are these things you would avoid? Sodium, avoid um, excessive sugar. Be careful about salad dressings because a lot of people will be like, "Oh, I'm eating a salad. It's healthy." Then they'll drown it in shredded cheese and ranch and croutons, and then before you know it, it's just a big pile of carbs and fat, and it's not doing you any favors. Oh, taco salad! Oh my god! All right, so <laughs> your first two weeks when you did your first event, how? What? I'll ref- let me rephrase that question. What was worse, the first two weeks? Or the last two weeks of training. Um, so the first two weeks when you first started competing for the event, and the or the last two weeks before you get, went right. and competed. In terms of sheer brutality? Or <laughs> Just in general. Or all right, the first two weeks, um, going from a normal lifestyle to um, a competition prep plan is incredibly difficult because... You know, you're on a totally new workout schedule. Like, you're doing cardio way more than you ever thought you would have to in your life. Um, and then, like, your your food's completely different, so your body's trying to adjust. So, and then, I mean, I was also super excited. Like, I barely slept. I was so excited. And, you know, I didn't put down my new encyclopedia of modern bodybuilding. So I kept Arnold with me, like, all day, every day. And Arnold um, was the original Mr. Olympia. He was the Mr. Olympia. Oh, everyone knows who Arnold is. Yeah. Seven, seven times? I think. Yeah. If you want to know about the process of Sorry. how he became Mr. Olympia, you can check out a movie called Pumping Iron. It was a documentary where from start to finish they show his process and how he became Mr. Olympia for the seventh and final time when he went up against Lou Ferrigno. Oh, I love that movie. I watched it through my last prep and it was oh, great, inspiring. Um, Continue. All right, so the first two weeks, it was really exciting and it was really hard. And my whole body was sore all the time. And, like, I'm not just talking, like, oh, this kind of hurts. Like, no, every, <laughs> everything hurt. Um, it was really, really challenging. But I knew that if I could just push through the first two weeks, I could get through the rest of it. And then it's true. Like, once you get through the first couple weeks, your body does adjust. Um, your dietary needs kind of, you know, catch up. Your stomach regulates itself. Um, your appetite catches up with the rest of you. And it works out okay. And in the last two weeks, the last two weeks are really hard because at that point you're carb cycling, uh, which means that one day you literally eat zero carbs or as close to zero as you could possibly get. And uh, for most people who've never tried that, 
it's not super fun. And <laughs> your brain isn't used to it. Because your so body... So you're probably going to do a few stupid things like the first time you try to carb cycle. Because your body and your brain just isn't used to it. Your body's trying to produce ketones to run off of. Um, and your mood's going to change. Yeah, your mood's going to change. That's not even a question. Um, and then also during those two weeks, you start water depletion. So you can come on stage like really, really dry. Again, just so you look super shredded. Um, so the last, the last two weeks, the only saving grace about it is that you're so close to the end, you can taste it. And that's what's pushing you forward because you know you're going to have a giant cheat meal after. What um, kind of cheat meal? The night before? Is it the day of? The night before? Well, I mean, everyone's process is different. Everyone's coach tells them something different. Um, what I did, I got to have a burger the night before to pump up my very depleted mus- muscles so I could look fuller on stage. Um, but by that point, my body fat and my water were so low that whatever I ate was just going to fill the void in my muscle. Um, like, you know, like where all the water had been. So it was just pumping it up. Um, like but then, but then a, after, but then after, <laughs> after, 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 uh, the, the show's all done and everything, then you can eat whatever you want. And, um, I'm getting excited just thinking about it. It's a little over three weeks away. Yeah, you're actually pretty close. You're in the final stages, so you're getting ready oh, yeah. for the last two weeks. Yes, I am. Um, now, <sighs> before we go to partnership and teams and talk about how that system works, uh, now, the f- most people, when they show up to these events, they're not what you would call fair-skinned. What's the process in turning somebody from a ghost into... Um, Mulatto? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um... Well, there's a few different ways you could do it. You could do an actual spray tan. Um, you know, just a coat or two in a booth. Or you can do the pro tan, which a lot of us choose to do. Um, and you have to do like seven coats of fake tan. You come out kind of looking like an Oompa Loompa. Um, that went and rolled around in some soy sauce. And you smell about the same. So an and, Asian um, midget. <laughs> you roll up on stage looking like an Asian midget. <laughs> that, like, you know, I apologize to Asian midgets everywhere. Seriously. So no, it's it's a lot darker than that. Um, <laughs> I mean, on stage underneath the lights, you look fairly normal. Like if you compare my stage photos from my last competition um, to photos just candid's taken in my home afterwards, like you know, you can't even tell from the stage shots how dark I actually was. Um, but standing next to other people, I, I looked, I basically looked black. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a long process. And then after you do all the the layers of tan, you have to do some bronzer just to make your skin kind of have that glow on stage. So you don't just look like you're old around in some mud. Um, now you have sometimes a- you see people who do that and it looks pretty funny. Now you have a trainer, obviously. Yes. And your trainer probably has a trainer as well. Yes. Now, a lot of these, it seems like a lot of these events, whether you're a boxer or an, an MMA fighter or you're competing in, in events like this, there always seems to be teams showing up. Teams of people with all the same shirts or whatever. <laughs> now, are you a part of a team? And if so, who is that team? 
And are do you have rival teams? Is this like an ep- when everybody shows up? It's like West Side Story. Does <laughs> yeah. everybody start snapping? You know, is it like the Jets you know, and the I, Sharks? I never could keep time with uh, steps and snapping, so I was always the odd man out. Um, okay, I never went far cheerleading. However, are there teams? I, yes, there are teams. Um, a lot of people go in without a team, but they do have a trainer. Um, I don't know what we have for local teams around here, but I happen to be on one uh, led by Megan Como, Girl on Fire Fitness. You can look her up on YouTube, look her up on Facebook. Um, And there's a couple of us going down. Megan herself uh, is a veteran competitor, but this is her first time competing in figure. Really excited to see that change. She used to be bikini, uh, but she has amassed a lot more muscle. Looks amazing. She looks like a fucking lion. <laughs> she does. She has a mane and everything, and I, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure she hair. ate a baby the other day at the mall. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's terrible. I've seen her. That girl gives no shits about no shits. No. So, no. all right. So you have your you have your team you have yes. your competition you're you're good yes. and you're all going down together like one yeah, big giant. Yeah, we even have matching jumpsuits. I'm pretty excited. Oh, that's just awesome. <laughs> It'll be easier to spot us. So. Um, now the actual competition itself. Yes. Since she's figure. Mm-hmm. And your bikini, mm-hmm. as far as your either your weight class or your frame size or whatever, how is your po- you're going on stage and you're posing, and then. Your trainer is going up on stage and also posing. Is there a difference between what she's doing and what you're doing? And explain the poses. Yes. um, The figure division is And the judging because of it. Yes. The figure division is more along the lines of, you know, classical bodybuilding. What you think of, like, the kind of rigid, very muscular flexing poses. Um, In the bikini division, you really don't flex. You stand there and you show off... um, your frame, you show off your figure, you show off your muscularity, but not by flexing. You just stand and pose so that your body shows off its best assets. Um, and in figure, you have to do um, compulsory poses. That's what it's called, where you stand from the front and do your lat spread. Then you stand, you do your quarter turn to the side. Um, and then you do another side pose, and you show off your back, again, doing another lat spread. Um trying to look massive and muscular, whereas the bikini girls were smaller. um, And we're still trying to bring an element of sexiness to it that's not there in the other divisions. Not to say that they're not sexy, but it's not a part of what they're judged on. And the bikini thing is new, Yes, the bikini thing is newer. Within the last five years? I believe 2009 was the first year that... Why did they just recently add that? There was originally just... You had... Now... As far as I the fig, from what I've seen, the figure and the physique, they're strong girls. But as far as the bodybuilding girls, that is a different animal completely. Yeah, Those are the bodybuilding is actually kind of being phased out right now. Um, now that fig, uh, figure and physique are so popular. If you look at Dana Lynn Bailey, who was the first Ms. Physique Olympia, that's um, kind of taking the place because a lot of women would much rather look like her who's still very muscular and she's much bigger than the figure women um, but she still looks like a woman she doesn't look she doesn't look like a man you know and I know that that has been a complaint you know passed on to women's bodybuilding because you know traditionally in women's bodybuilding that class itself they're very very large very muscular it's um for most people, it's not something that can be attained naturally at all. 
so to speak. So it's not really, it's not really inspiring people to lift and be healthy and take care of their bodies. Whereas, you know, you could look at some of the, the pros like Nicole Wilkins, Figure Pro, Dana Lynn Bailey, Physique Pro, uh, Amanda Latona, Bikini Pro. You can look at them like just as an average American woman and say, you know what, maybe, maybe I want to look like that. And that's something that I can do. Now, is this achievable you know? through natural methods and standard supplements, supplements as opposed to, I guess, just roiding out? <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. But also the... keep in mind, you know, women don't build muscle as quickly as men do. So if somebody wants to do figure naturally, they're going to have to lift for a few years to, you know, kind of attain that muscle size. Are there leagues that are, that are do, that do all natural? Are there leagues that you can use, uh, I guess, performance enhancing supplements that you normally wouldn't want to take if you didn't plan on having a heart attack at age 40? <laughs> are... Um. Yes, there are. There's several different leagues. I compete in the NPC, which is the National Physique Committee, and that's basically like the junior league to the IFBB, um, the International Federation of Bodybuilders. And the IFBB is the one with all the big pros that we all know and love. Um, you know, like the ones I just mentioned: Nicole Wilkins, Dalen Bailey. You know, all the I guys assume they're that we on all it. know, like Flex Lewis, you know, Mr. Olympia, like those are all IFBB shows. Um, it's the biggest league, it's the most well-known and well-respected league, and competing in the NPC is how you become a pro in the IFBB league. And in um, order, there to... are sorry, go ahead. Sorry, there are natural leagues like the OCB, and their pro division is the IFPA. I have friends who are IFPA pros. Um, there's also INBF. Uh, there's Fitness America. There are leagues that do test for supplements, steroids, over-the-counter diuretics, things like that. Um, but the NPC and IFBB are not tested. So if somebody chooses to use something, then that's their, that's to their discretion. And you could probably tell backstage whether they have or not, judging by their mood. <laughs> Possibly. Um, I've been told that roid rage is a myth, and if you're an asshole, you're an asshole. Roids just give you an excuse. Um, speaking <coughs> of backstage... <clears throat> Uh, I heard that apparently you, uh, can't use antiperspirant. That is correct, because the antiperspirant can set off your pH, which can change the color of your tan from a warm, carroty, bronzy glow to something kind of greenish. Okay. And uh, nobody wants to do that. So if you ever see a competitor on stage and they look kind of green, it's probably because they forgot and put on some deodorant. Now, you touched on it. Let's touch on it one more time. Weight training for women, because normally they just get on a treadmill and they run for 45 minutes or they're on the elliptical uh, because they claim they have bad knees, probably from too many nights at the bar. The <laughs> stigma behind weight training, is it, just, is it really just a bunch of bullshit? Can a woman really just lift weights and actually have a better physique than a woman who just hasn't had a carb since college and just runs all the time? Oh, absolutely. Um, because too much cardio without training your muscles is just going to, you know, eat away at your muscle. It's not going to make you shredded. It's not going to make you super lean. You're probably going to wind up skinny fat um, with burnt out joints. So Because you're just burning calories. You're not actually adding any muscle to support right. the joints. Right. And also, if you're just doing cardio and you're not doing high-intensity interval training, you're just doing steady-state cardio, it's just going to teach your body to, to retain fat in a more efficient manner because that's the way our bodies are designed to operate. So um, it's 
so don't be afraid of training weights. Um, I think all of the female bodybuilders of the past kind of gave people the wrong impression about what would happen when women start to weight train. I mean, the fact is our bodies produce so little testosterone, the chances of you getting big because you start lifting weights a few days a week are, it, it's, it's silly, it's impossible. So I mean, I, I lift weights five, six days a week, and I'm still a size two, zero, whatever. Something the, small. And the everyday woman any, can, can benefit from this or compete, or not oh, only absolutely. benefit from the diet or the weight training, but they can also compete in these events. Like, say you're like a 35-year-old mother with three kids. This yeah. is still a feasible thing to do. Oh, absolutely. Maybe not like the larger events, but you can still compete in general. Yeah. Um, one of my friends... She's my age, you know, like mid-late 20s. Um, her mother competes with one of her friends. They have something called the Master's League, which is for people over 35. And, yeah, there's women well into their 50s that still compete, and they have six-packs, and they look incredible. So, um, you know, you only feel as old as, you know, you're only as old as you feel. And if you choose to keep your body young by treating it well, then, you know... Well, you're going to see that happen. Once 1030 hits, I usually feel like I'm about 75 and on AARP. Uh, Blue Bikini is going to be performing once again. She's going to be at the Jay Cutler Classic at the John Hancock Theater uh, in Boston, Mass. That's uh, May 24th. It's a Saturday. Yeah. Tickets are probably still available. Uh, there's prejudging tickets, and then there's the finals. I recommend the finals. I don't recommend bringing anybody under the age of eight because it is a longer event. They usually go anywhere from two to four hours. So bring somebody who has a little bit of patience. And uh, if you have somebody in the event, feel free to cheer them on. Um, so you want to talk about uh, some movie stuff real quick before we wrap this up? Sure. All right, let me get this promo read stuff out of the way. <laughs> hey, Mother's Day is coming up, and uh, shopping on Amazon <laughs> is a great way to do it. But uh, shopping on Amazon is easy, and so is helping the podcast. Go to positivesarcasm.com and click on either the Amazon link or the banner at the bottom of the homepage. It costs you nothing, but every purchase you make helps support the entire PS universe. We appreciate your support, and please tell a friend about either the site or the podcast. Uh, one more read, and then we'll get on to the movie stuff. If you're looking for the latest independent artists and entertainers, simply select the city closest to you at rcitygogo.com. With new content and community events at the forefront, it's the easiest way to find out what's happening in your area. Don't stay home. Be in the know with Our City Gogo. Visit Our City Gogo for more in information. Next week, I'm going to be testing out a, uh, a little birthday game with uh, the boys when they get back in town. Uh, basically, I want to do... It's going to be uh, around uh, actors and actresses' birthdays, and we'll do some, uh, you know, what line did they say in a movie, and hopefully those assholes can figure out who said it and maybe what movie. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, my girl, she's 32. Uh, Lars von Trier, who directed her in the movie Melancholy, is 58. <sighs> Lars von Trier is cool. Yeah. Uh, Uma Thurman, she's 44. Daniel Day-Lewis is 57. Jessica Alba, how you doing, girl? She's 33. Okay. Wes Anderson, that's Shane's boy. <laughs> Wes Anderson is 45. I'm sorry. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is 42. And, uh, Still looks amazing. Yeah, he does. He's actually on the latest episode of Train Magazine. The latest episode. Latest, uh, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. And then Ellie Camper is 34. issue. Did you watch Goonies when you were a kid? No, but I watched it when I was in college. Yeah? Yeah. Did you like it? It was strange. So you wouldn't want... I didn't dislike it, but, it, I mean, my friends are watching it for nostalgic purposes. They were all having this touching Hallmark moment. I was kind of just confused. 
because I had other things to do, and then we watched it. And I'm not saying anything bad about it. I'm just saying my experience was very different from theirs. All right, so is this a movie you'd want to see a sequel for? Maybe if I had been attached to the first one. Yeah, because they're 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 working on a sequel for it. I uh, figured you were leading up to that. But yeah, well, there's a, yeah. Aren't they all dead now? I don't. Uh, I have no idea. All I know is that uh, Richard Donner, who uh, directed Lethal Weapon and uh, Assassins with Sylvester Stallone, uh, apparently there's a report by uh, TMZ that uh, they're making a sequel for The Goonies. So uh, I have no idea how that's going to work out, but. Uh, Anything else? Any other information comes out about it, I'll let you know. And on a sad I'm note, sure, I'll be on the edge of my seat. Um, do you remember the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I never saw it. Uh, well, so the, no, I don't remember well, it. Well, Bob Hoskins, who's been in Snow White and the Hunts, Hunt, uh, Huntsman, Unleashed, Beyond the Sea, Den of Lions, Enemy at the Gates, Nixon, Super Mario Brothers. He was in Hook. If you don't remember him, he was Shmi. I didn't see that. He was in Hook. But he, uh, <laughs> I was very sheltered as a child. But uh, he died at the age of 71 uh, of pneumonia. Aww, he was diagnosed nice. with Parkinson's a few years back. Aww. But um, he was an awesome That's actor. Hard. He can do a, a regular, he can do an American accent really well. But he's 71. He died at the age of 71. So uh, I'm going to miss him because he was a cool actor and apparently he was a really good dude. Now, uh, we are going to do uh, one re- movie review this week before we close up shop. Um, my boy Joseph Gordon Levitt, uh, his first attempt at uh, directing a movie. That apparently he also starred in. So let's talk about the movie Don John, which yeah, is apparently available on Netflix. Let's call it more than an attempt. It was definitely a success. Yeah. What did you take out of the movie as far as his, first of all, his, his directing, the people he picked to be in the movie, and the overall, just the overall atmosphere of this movie? There is not a single thing about that movie that I would have changed. And for me to say that is really, really rare because I usually tear everything apart. Um, I have a bit of a theater background and I'm very picky about directors and their choices. Um, but no, I gave this both of my thumbs up. Not that anyone asked for more than one, but... the I thought ScarJo, you loved... It was funny because, you know, you watch her in, like, The Avengers or something else. and you In this movie, you loved to hate her. About yeah. halfway through, you realize that there's something up with this broad. Really? And halfway? It took you that long? Well, I'm not that intelligent, you know? Uh, <laughs> I you mean, know. then again, female to female. Like, I didn't like her from the beginning, but... I was I expecting... Mean, she, she is the embodiment of everything that's wrong with the worst types of women in America. Mm. That character is everything about every girl I've ever disliked. And she's not a knock on Jersey girls either, but uh, as far as her, first of all, her accent was awesome. On it point. made me laugh, but it was it, hilarious. there was um, a thing about her. Apparently it, about halfway through the movie, I started to realize that there's one, there, there's one thing uh, in a relationship, you know, understanding compromise. It's another thing where you basically are subservient to the other person. And uh, that's that was the idea I started to get from when he was dating her, like halfway through the flick, that this bitch was really up to something no good. And uh, enter uh, Julianne Moore's character, who's a bit of a <laughs> she's a bit of a coog, a bit of a coog a in the bit. movie. And uh, she kind of came out of left, uh, came out of nowhere, and uh, really blew up the movie. Um, Tony Dans is also in it. He stole. He, he played uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's dad in the movie. He really stole. <laughs> so he's great. every time he's sitting down uh, with a plate of pasta. And uh, <laughs> no, sh- like literally no shirt, just a white sleeveless t-shirt. Otherwise, a sleeveless known as a shirt. wife beater. Uh, yeah, okay. 
Um, but uh, just saying, it was pretty. It was pretty funny. That I I enjoyed the I enjoyed the movie. Um, I'm really happy that Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you know, grew a pair and decided to direct his own movie. And he was pretty jacked in the flick. Although the only thing we actually, I actually called it out was when he was doing curls in the movie in the gym and doing the gym scene was when he was curling. He was doing like he was doing it with like thirty pound Wait, weights. Wait, you called that out? I did. I don't care. Hey, it's my pad. My anyway, pad. we both noticed it because that's how much I curl with. So I thought it was kind of unrealistic that he'd be. Uh, doing ISO curls with 30 pounds. So oh. I'll, I'll be putting that uh, up on, if you go to positivesarcasm.com, you just click on the uh, movie reviews. Uh, I'll be putting that m- review in there along with the other 350 I think I already have in there. Oh my. Yeah, I know. That was, you know, it's funny. Creating the whole site was one thing, but uh, that movie review thing took forever because that just required a whole shitload of typing. So once again, you go to positivesarcasm.com. This podcast will be up next week. And then, uh, yeah, do you have any other information you want to oh, I just lay thought out? we were going to talk about the movie more. I don't know. I what really the hell? liked Yeah, you're in it out in 90 minutes, you know. <laughs> and then that's pretty much it. I, I mean, know. I mean, what, what else? What other things? Because I, that's the thing. When Shade and Mark get back, I mean, they pointed out something to me is usually I just want to get right to the ending. That's all I care about is the yeah, ending. Yeah, and you can't give away the ending because then... I don't care. Well, that's the thing. Uh, I'm going to put a disclaimer in this thing starting in the beginning talking about possible movie spoilers. Um, no, just don't spoil it. I'm not gonna. What What do you, ha- as far as explain or give your final thoughts on the movie in general, what you want to say about it? I just want to commend uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt for a very well-crafted movie. Just all the little details, like his apartment, how meticulously that was put together. Um, his characters were all very clearly drawn. Um, the dir- the photography direction was great. The way it cuts between this, that, and the other thing. It was just perfect. It was like everything you wanted it to be. Um, kept you entertained. It's hilarious. Uh, the dialogue was perfect. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's... Oh, and the religious element, too. Yeah. Because you threw religion in there. I mean, a lot of us, even if we're not religious anymore, grew up going to church and stuff. So a lot of it, it was something I could relate to. It kind of made me laugh, and it gave, um, it kind of put a different spin on it, too. So I liked it. I liked the religious dynamic. I loved the family dynamic. Um, him and his boys were realistic. I just can't say enough good things about it. I'm telling everyone to watch it. Uh, that movie is actually available on Netflix right now, so you don't have to look too hard to find it. Along with her, with Joaquin Phoenix, who I'll be checking out shortly. Uh, also, I, Frankenstein. You don't really have to... If you don't want to see it, I won't blame you. Um, next week, when the assholes get back, we're going to be getting into some movies that eh, you might want to watch after 10 o'clock at night. Um, granted, I have an article I have to write tomorrow night, so uh, that's probably a good time for me to get started on it. So... Uh, Appreciate all the information, and hopefully some ladies will get some really good, uh, I don't know, whatever they can out of it. So they, these, these chicks can stop making excuses and really start putting forward a true effort in the gym. Other than going out and having, you know, just crappy meals and then just dying out at the gym. Oh, one thing I wanted to add to that. It's much better to invest in a trainer than it is in clothing to hide the figure that you're not happy about. So... Hire somebody. Hire somebody who knows what they're doing. Okay. Who can help you get to where you're going. All right. It's a lot more affordable than you think when you really break it down. So. Well, I hope we've shamed you enough into getting a new lifestyle. <laughs> no. 
And, uh, you don't shame people. That's not very nice. Oh, by the way, you can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Yeah, that's right. We're moving up in the world. And uh, I don't know, maybe sometime down the road, if you tell enough people and we get enough listeners, we'll start working harder and maybe we'll actually find a network. But uh, until then, appreciate you, all you listening and uh, we'll talk to you all next week.